1: Okay, it's it's still a really difficult question. You get one you beer. Shut up and
0: answer it, you bitch.
1: Shirt. Hello, and thank you for listening to the Maximum Mediocrity podcast. My name is David Shockley.
0: And I'm Morgan Miller.
1: And our special guest today is a connoisseur of fine beers. He started working with craft beer in 2008 and currently manages an expansive growler bar and craft beer selection of nearly 3,000 beers at the number two rated beer store in the country. He has subjected his liver to some of the most extreme beers on this side of the East Coast to figure out which one is right for you so you don't have to. Please welcome to the show, Joe Carreri. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks, David. That was a really cool intro. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. I wrote it myself. <laughs> a good bit of it. <laughs> I thought you'd recognize that intro a little bit. I was like, oh, that, like, man, I might have sent that email a couple of days ago. <laughs>
0: it's really the number two... Ranked
1: on this side? Yeah, on Rate Beer, which is a a big rating conglomerate website. You can rate venues, bars, and what have you. And we're the number two rated bottle shop in the country. What's the number one? Uh, I don't know. Somewhere in Massachusetts. Some pussies, that's who. (laughs) Somewhere where they can ship beer. That makes sense. I understand that. Yeah, it's illegal in Maryland to ship beer. So you clearly have tried a lot of beers. How many do you think you've tasted since you've gotten into the industry? Okay. Um, I've logged 2200 on Untapped But I didn't really start using that extensively until 2016 So I've logged 2200 in the past two years I'll, I'll be conservative and say a little over 3000 Wow, that's incredible I have no idea
0: um, What's Untapped?
1: Oh, it's a app where you track beers that you've had rate them, jot a couple of notes down I'd be lost without it. This is not a plug. I'm not endorsed. It's just a really good app. (laughs) However, we would accept an endorsement from Untapped if they're listening. Wink. Wink, (laughs) wink, nudge, nudge, drink, drink. (laughs) Speaking of. uh, We are hot off the heels of Oktoberfest, and we're diving right into October, and you know what that means. It's fall beers. It's the fall craft brewing season, so I'm, I'm really glad that you're coming on. That way, maybe you can help us sift through the muddied waters of craft brewing. Do you think you can help us with that? Yeah. I think there's a lot of misconceptions as far as craft brewing is concerned, uh, and I just want to clear a few things up. And I just have a few quick questions for you, just just to start us off. Affirmative. Do you need to have a beard in order to make a good microbrew? No, but it does help your chances of getting a job. Is that so? Once, actually, we put the, we put this to, te- uh, to the test. Uh, one of the guys we work with is an older guy. He's clean-shaven, close, you know, crew-cut, very accountant looking and but he's probably the single most knowledgeable man when it comes to beer where mm-hmm. we work but uh we did me and him side by side and people said they would trust me more with beer advice because i had a beard wow that's incredible i, I thought that was just a joke that's really a thing nope we tested it wow
0: <laughs>
1: uh, another quick question about beer uh are ipas as good as everybody says they are or do you think it's just a big bitter hype train that is eventually going to pass us by everybody's different mm-hmm. everybody has a different palate um for some people it is the most glorious liquid to ever touch their tongues Mm -hmm. for some people it's just this bitter astringent disgusting fluid Mm -hmm. um it's it's by and far the most popular best-selling style of craft beer so take that for what it's worth but yeah they're good i like them good good and do you think acquired taste is just self-imposed stockholm syndrome Yes, that's what I did with red wine, actually. Really? I uh, kept going to wine tastings and shoving it into my mouth until I found one or two that I genuinely liked. And slowly built up a knowledge and tolerance of the flavors in red wine. And same thing with uh, bourbon and whiskey. Spent years and years and years not liking it. But just kind of forced myself to like it by drinking as much as often as possible. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> you just forced it down your throat. Yeah, sampling and eventually sampling you'll many like it. different ones, small portions at a time. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like all wine kind of tastes like a foot. It does. Like all of it.
1: Especially red wine.
0: 1000%. It,
1: it's like which type of foot would you like to taste today? Yep, the one that just
0: came from the gym actually. That's what I want. There are
1: many, many different kinds of red wine I've learned and uh some are, like, I, I find amazingly good, but some, um, like, the really tannin-heavy ones, I do not like. It's like eating a ball of yarn. It's pretty gross, but the people who are wine, air quote, experts, love that stuff. Um, but more power to them.
0: Tannins, that's the thing that makes you go,
1: It feels like a ball of yarn. Ooh, or, we just <laughs> You just made somebody cringe listening to that. <laughs> or, uh... <laughs> ASMR. Yeah, I was gonna say, or the opposite I hear that's cringe.
0: a good therapy for some people. Huh. Mm-hmm.
1: Red wine is a good therapy for
0: us.
1: (laughs) But all this talk is actually getting me very thirsty, and I think it's time for us to uh, do the same thing that we do every single podcast. It's time for a shot. What do you think? Let's do it. And uh, for the record, I, uh, I, I don't generally drink hard liquor. I can appreciate some of it, but I'm doing this because I'm here and I'm part of the team today. And Morgan, what are we taking a shot of today?
0: Well, you are drinking New Amsterdam vodka. I have Jose Cuervo. And um, Joe has uh, Jamerson. Close enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Joe, what are we drinking today? Because you actually brought the beer for us. All right. A good um, guest. Well, we have a, a couple of piles of beer next to us. Well, uh, we have Miller High Life because it's probably the best beer out there, honestly. Yep, you're drinking Miller High Life. Yep. Um, then we have Big Oyster Isabel, a local Delaware brewery. They've only been around for a few years. Um, and then uh, this fancy schmancy one we have here is 2017's release of uh, Yellow Belly Imperial Stout, which is a collaboration between Sweden's Omni Polo and England's Buxton Brewery. Huh. Perfect. And that's what I have right now, right? Yes. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, cheers. Bottoms up. Ugh. You know what? This beer would be a lot better if I didn't just do a shot of vodka. Yeah, so go ahead and take your your palate cleanser beer. Oh, my God. The palate cleanser beer is an essential part of any tasting uh, experience. Is it? Yeah. So that way, even your cleanser still gets you kind of drunk. Nice. And the palate cleanser beer, we're doing that, is High Life for us. (laughs) Tell people I've had thousands and thousands of different beers, but High Life always hits the spot for me. Uh, It always works. I'm glad that you say that. Being such a beer expert as you are, because I love High Life, and I always feel like when I drink it, like I'm this weird pansy guy for liking... Uh, a domestic beer that seems to be think it's better than everything else. but it's true it is. Yeah and, um I'm not a beer snob there's There's a difference between like a beer enthusiast or a beer geek and a beer snob. Snobs won't touch certain things for really dumb reasons. I love all the beers. So you do love all beers like as you've drank so many that y- your palate just you must be able to appreciate something in every beer, right yeah there's there's a a time and a place for Miller Lite. Just the same thing as there's a time and a place for some barrel-aged, double-digit monstrosity of a beer. And you do a lot of recommending beers to people, right? That is a pretty big part of my job. So, I gotta ask. Let's say somebody comes in and they've only drank, like, local domestic stuff. Like, big-name stuff like uh, like Budweiser or Miller. Like, Miller Lite. So... If that person comes in and that's all they've had, what's like the first thing that maybe you would recommend to them? To German, like not blow their their taste buds out with bitterness or, or German something beer. like that. German beer. Yeah, hands down. They they make all kinds of stuff, so I'm, I'm, I'm generalizing it a little bit here. But lagers are their really their main squeeze, and lagers are a lot more approachable for people. There's exceptions to what I'm about to say, but they tend to be simpler because lager yeast is more efficient during fermentation because it doesn't float on top of the beer Mm -hmm. and uh there's less residual sugars less complex compounds making all kinds of wacky flavors that you find in ales so you know quite a lot about the actual brewing process as well right yes i've never done it but uh i just kind of in order to know about the tastes of the beer you have to know a lot about how it's made um well that's good because we have the official maximum mediocrity pop quiz for brewing are you ready I'm as ready as I can be. Great, because I'm now going to explain the rules now that you have already agreed to take it. The way this game works is we have five quiz questions about brewing and about beer in general. If you get three of the questions right, then as the creators of this quiz, me and Morgan will have to take a shot, even though Morgan had nothing to do with it. God damn it. Excellent. She just gets punished every single time. (laughs) Now, if you fail to get at least three questions correct, then you have to take an additional shot. Oh, I hope I don't take a shot to my credibility with this. Now, I understand that you're not really that big of a liquor drinker, so we will substitute. We, If you want to instead uh, just, like, down a beer, that totally counts in my book. I shall do that. Okay, then we'll do that. Uh, I also would like to say that this quiz uh, comes to us from Britannica.com, so uh, courtesy of Encyclopedia Britannica. As per the Maxim Mediocrity tradition, we just steal from everyone else and don't do anything <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> Joe Carreri, are you ready? Yes, sir. Question one. In the brewing process, the fermentation step turns sugar into alcohol and what else? I have four options. Okay, hit me. I wasn't sure if you were going to try to go I was like, oh man, that's like the main thing that it does. Some some people, when they come on the show, they think they got the questions and they can just live fire them without even the multiple choice. So I wanted to give you that option. I'm off to a great start. Okay. All right. (laughs) Hit me with the options. Malt, nitrogen... Carbon dioxide or more sugar? I can read the question. Oh, carbon be- dioxide. Carbon dioxide? Is that your final answer? Hit me, yeah. That's correct. He's on the board. All right. As I, I, I kind of questioned it a little bit because they usually force CO2 it at the end of the brewing process. But that's it does make CO2. It's one of the byproducts of the yeast farting, essentially. That's what they do. Perfect. They, they, they shit alcohol and fart CO2. I wish I could do that. It's a beautiful creature. Question two. Generally... Which ingredient is malted at the beginning of the brewing process? Barley. Barley is correct. Jesus fucking Christ. It's not looking good, Morgan.
0: We're doing the shot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you guys are doing the shot. You're two for two. Question three. A session beer usually has which characteristic? Low alcohol by volume. Low alcohol by volume. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Not without reason to rest. That's it. God damn it. I tried to trick him in everything, Morgan. (laughs) Fucking... Three for three. We're already taking the shot.
0: Hold on. What kind of, what should I make your shot?
1: Um, let's get that. I, I want vodka again. All right. We'll let, we have our, our beautiful stage hand, Abby. She's going to go ahead and take care of the shots uh, while we answer the rest of the questions. Okay. Hi. All right. Let's do this. Question four, just for fun. So, let's see if you can get five for five. All right. Let's do it. I'm excited. Question four. What is the process of separating the wart from the solid remains of the mash called? Is that draining, running, mining, or loitering? Loitering? Loitering. Oh, man. I don't know that one. Um, Guess. Because I knew they usually do it in the whirlpool. They just use centripetal force to do it, and oh. then it drains to the bottom of the conical bright tanks, and they just siphon off all that stuff. Of course. It's, well, we that. That, that yeah, process is probably one of those names. Um I can read him again if you want. Hit me. It, read him again. Yeah. Draining? Okay, I'll do the question again. What is the process of separating the wart from the solid remains of the mash called? Draining, running, mining, loudering. Loudering sounds cool. Let's go with that. God damn it! He's right. <laughs> four for four, just out of sure. I definitely knew that and didn't just guess. Question five What causes skunked beer? Light. God fucking damn it. That's why all this is beer. Impressive. Okay, P- PSA: All beer that comes in green bottles has already gone bad by the time you drank it. Really? Uh, so if you like it, you're just wrong. That may- <laughs> okay, okay, that'll be the that'll be the my beer snobby thing I'm allowed mm-hmm. to say. Heineken is objectively incorrect to drink. Anything in a green bottle, you would stay away from. Oh yeah, that's your first piece 110%. of advice. That's your first piece of advice for anybody that is interested in, in drinking some beer. Avoid but green it's bottles. A, it's a tragedy because some really good breweries still do it for some reason, like Triple Carmelite, which is a Belgian. Uh, beer. They uh, they still do it in green. And last time I bought it, it was skunked, and it made me really sad because it's a phenomenal beer.
0: So what you're saying, Sorry. it's better to buy canned beer.
1: Oh, 110. Yeah, so you would you recommend canned beer over bottled beer for the most part? Uh, yes. There, there. Ex- um, if I'm aging something, I want it to be uh cork and cage, uh, so that it, stand- it can withstand the pressure of in case there's any loose yeast still farting away mm-hmm. inside the beer it'll hold that in better yeah but for the most part any beer that is intended to be drank immediately definitely cans it's much better for the beer except for miller highlife i insist miller highlife being a bottle cheers to that question six because we actually have some bonus questions just for funsies oh this is fun okay let's do it uh question six and i pro- i apologize if i'm mispronouncing this a goose beer tastes mostly sweet dry Sour or bitter? Well, it can be sweet, dry, or sour. Okay. What does it, what is it uh, mostly taste like? Sour. Absolutely correct. Sour. I knew
0: that one. Really, you did? Yeah, yeah. I like goose.
1: Oh, nice. Goose, is that yeah. how you pronounce it? That's how I, I like to say it. The Belgians, it's, it's soft G, so it's like, it's hues. His. But I, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> His.
0: I'm not gonna say that. I'm That's not one a of my pansy. favorite styles of beer. Yep. If
1: I can digress here for a minute, which I feel like I'm gonna do a lot. Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> it's goose is a form of lambic, in which lambic is it's one of the more funnest and unique ways of making beers. Traditional style. There's gotta be All right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway okay, because, i am fascinated by your knowledge because of it's like wild you know, yeast there's is there a part of 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 beer knowledge that you have yet to explore because you seem to have a huge body of knowledge about this which we'd expect you to um that's I why you're here know but no what i don't know good answer question seven the final bonus question weiss beer is made from which grain wheat wheat it is seven for seven Joe Carreri, congratulations, you've cleared the board, congratulations, and that is why we have you as our resident Maximum Mediocrity beer expert, because by the time that you are hearing this recording, dear listener, Joe Carreri will be a published author on the official MaximumMediocrity.com website. Go to MaximumMediocrity.com and you will see Joe's first review of a beautiful summer beer dogfish head sequence so go there when you're done here and you can get the in-depth review of that beer and uh, i gotta tell you it's incredibly interesting to read so i absolutely recommend it yeah i hope um that i can make you laugh help you learn something and maybe help steer you in the right direction if you're looking for something to drink Um, i'm gonna try to do a mix of stuff that you can actually get and then maybe throw in some stuff that might be a little harder to get that i think is just interesting
0: I would just like to say those bonus questions were both very easy. I knew both of the answers. Really? Yes.
1: Well, no, shit, you knew him. You deal with him all day.
0: Hey, I'm just saying, I knew it.
1: <laughs> yeah, some of my knowledge has rubbed off on you. Among other things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing the rubbing.
1: Well, if, in case it wasn't obvious enough, uh, Morgan and I have been seeing each other for a little while, dear readers. Is that so, what they call it? So sorry uh, <laughs> sorry if anyone's having a crush on her because I, I beat, I win. I beat you. That's the <laughs> only reason we have listeners in the first place. Why do you think I brought her on? <laughs> I want them to make them think women can actually stand this. I'm I mean, like, you're here, Dave. I'm like, hot... oh, oh.
0: <laughs> I'm like hot Donna. You can't destroy the illusion of hot Donna.
1: Exactly. Are you guys going to take that shot or what? Oh, oh man! Oh, you call Jesus us. Christ! <laughs> he called us out. Well, which we cheers to. How about cheers to fuckery and bottles?
0: Fuckery and bottles.
1: Cheers. I'll take some sympathy swigs of beer for you.
0: I mean, that went down way better than the tequila.
1: Yeah. Is that vodka now?
0: Yeah, that was vodka.
1: Oh, you're fucked. Do you have an issue of like where you can't mix alcohols?
0: I think it's when I drink too much. That's when I get sick.
1: That's usually it, I guess, right? Yeah. Well, we're going to be fucked by the end of this.
0: Oh, I have have no doubt.
1: We have a lot of drinking related activities involved here. And all the the sipping beers that I brought are all over 10% alcohol. Like this uh the yellow belly here from Can you tell Om- us a
0: little more about it? The beer? Oh,
1: this beer here. The yellow belly. Cuz <clears throat> I really like it. Like I'm just sipping that. I I I usually don't like like what is it? Like Guinness-esque beers just after too many Irish car bombs back in the day, but this is actually really easy. It goes down very easy. It's nice. Well, it is below 70 degrees now, so it's stout season. That's <laughs> that's that's my book. Okay. Um uh, like I said, a collaboration Omnipolo contract brews a lot. Because it's a lot easier for them to brew a beer where they intend to sell it than it is to ship it out from Sweden. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, but this one is still imported. It's brewed in the UK by a much larger brewery called Buxton. Yeah, you, uh, you might be kind of surprised with uh, the, the, what you see, the appearance of it. It comes in what looks like a KKK hood. Yeah, it's made to look like a KKK member, right? Yes. Which is why it's called Yellow Belly. Yes, and then uh, it has a very positive and inspiring message against racism and fortifying a belief in diversity and tolerance, saying that people that hide themselves anonymously while being assholes are cowards. So this is a brewing company that clearly doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and then Sweden. Sweden's super progressive. Yeah, totally. I actually had um, uh, some more questions about, like, uh, more stuff about about beer culture in general. Okay. Uh, One thing that's always bugged me was there's a lot of different glasses that beer goes in. Does that actually do anything? I have a lot of different black glasses that I put beer in. Uh like if I'm drinking a Trappist beer, like a excuse me. If I'm drinking a double, triple, a quad, something like that, uh those beers tend to be highly carbonated, so I have a big orval chalice that I drank those out of. It's got a the wide mouth dissipates the carbonation faster. And it looks So there is actually something to this. Yeah, certain beers dissipate the carbonation differently. Some focus the nose of the beer differently. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of glasses that I just use as catch-alls, really. I don't get 150% into it. How important is having the, the glass that's specifically made for that beer when tasting it? Is it? Do you think that's important when somebody's tasting it for the first time? Or do you think that you can pretty much put it in like a normal shaker glass, uh, any beer, and get most of, of what you're trying to get the, across? The beer we're beer. drinking now, I wouldn't put in a normal shaker glass. Okay. Because it's, it's really aromatic. Mm-hmm. And see when you have the beer right up to your face like you're doing right now? Mm-hmm. Once the, the top rim of that glass is around your nose, mm-hmm. take a big deep whiff as you're letting the beer into your mouth. All right, let me give it a shot.
0: Oh, oh, my turn.
1: (sighs) Oh, that's good. That's good. We totally weren't doing that last night at (laughs) Oktoberfest. Surrounded by thousands of people. Did you have a good time? At the time of this recording, we were just there yesterday drinking our faces off, and now here we are, day drinking once again for comedic reasons. Speaking of uh, specific glassware, I brought my one liter oktoberfest stein with me to the <laughs> event because <laughs> i just have one laying around you never we'll know see. when you need to put three beers into one glass and drink it super fast as <laughs> <laughs> there's a glass for every occasion
0: i do have one question what makes a beer a craft beer
1: there is a volumetric definition uh about it's how much how many barrels per year the brewery can make i don't remember the number that would have been a great quiz question for me there, there's a, there's an upper limit, um, like, cause, like, like you wouldn't have gotten that one immediately. You have like, uh, Sam Adams and Yingling are technically craft breweries because they produce under a certain number of barrels per year, mm-hmm. but some people would define it as independently owned breweries, so that would exclude anything owned by Anheuser Busch or something or one of the other conglomerates. But there's plenty of AB owned breweries that I think are still craft beer. Okay, gotcha. Well, we are going to get into a little bit of a game that you brought for us to play. Is that right? Can you explain the game that we're going to be playing uh, as far as craft beers go and as as beers go? I think that uh, anyone who's into beer should develop their palate, and using that uh, should be able to kind of deconstruct beer and really define what it is and detect all the little nuances. And we're doing that today with a blind tasting uh, these are always really fun. You learn a lot about what you're drinking, and you learn a lot about your own palate. So I constructed a very special six-pack of all of the cheapest light beers on the market. And we are going to blindly taste them and rate them and even try to guess a few if we're feeling up to it. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, we're, so these are some of the cheapest domestic beers that you could find. So we're going to try to taste them out, see how we like them, and then maybe try to guess which ones they are. Yes, I I think any sucker could pick out, you know, some crazy, very distinct, heavy beer. But these are the wateriest, lightest, blandest beers on the market. Yeah, my piss is darker than this. This is a very... We've just been handed the first one, so we have no idea what this is. Uh, So let's see. Let's just smell Uh, Morgan, let's see if we can get uh, an idea. Just by the smell, what are you you getting off of (sighs) Nothing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty odorless.
1: Yeah, it's just water. That's water, definitely. You get very slight, weedy... Grainy smell. It, it smells very wet.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, a little weedy, I would say that. But like not like in a cereal type of way. More like in a I'm in a barn kind of way. It's got very low carbonation.
0: Like I'm smelling my hand, not the beer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> These are adorable little glasses that you've brought. These are nice. They're not shop oh, glasses. Right? They're, bigger. They're oh, like sample right? glasses. The one you're holding, Morgan we and I got. To, yeah.
0: We went to the Dogfish Brewery and they gave us those little glasses to keep. First of all. They had us carry that glass around for like a whole half hour. <laughs> I was like
1: I put it in my How pocket. She's make.
0: I was like I put it in my pocket. She didn't
1: have to carry anything. Why do you got to make the story lame? <laughs> I just saw daggers fly across the room from Morgan's eyes to your face. I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to pack mule without recognition. That's fair. That's fair. All anyway, right, so guys, what 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 do you think about this fine beverage we have in our hands? Okay, I'm going to give it a little taste. <laughs>
0: I don't. I don't think I like it very much.
1: This is hard to hate because it really doesn't taste like anything. Yeah, yeah it's, but it's ever th- so slightly th- sweet, though. Is it? It's got a slight residual sugar to it. The it is probably the lightest beer I've ever tried in my life. I understand why this is cheap domestic beer because it's just cut with fifty percent water. I imagine it. Well, a lot of them do high gravity brewing, where they brew it at pretty much twice the alcohol, and they just water it down at the end before they can it. I'm getting more of the carbonation under my tongue, if that means anything.
0: Right. It takes me a long time of having it in my mouth to actually taste even anything.
1: All right. And leave some in the glass. Don't just chug it because yeah. I'm going to plan on lining them up and then doing a very heavily scrutinized uh, ranking okay. of uh, these, these terrible shitty beers. This one is heavily chuggable, though. That is a good benefit. Not, I okay, say. okay. Let right, me, let me right. correct myself. They're not terrible shitty beers. They have their place.
0: At parties, yeah, for they're, just relati- boys?
1: they're just relatively shitty. Um, uh, no, I like that. That's actually not bad. I like that because it's, it's, you know, this is like the wallflower beer, it there's nothing wrong with it at all. It's just standing there, it's doing its own thing, like, there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't actually have any emotion or anything in it, yeah. And I think another thing about uh, like the beer uh, nerds and stuff talking down about these beers, These bears. if you think about it, bars, bars, what uh, what the beer is like, the intention of the beer this beer isn't supposed to be some sort of cornucopia of magical flavors and complexity (laughs) it's not supposed to be something special or amazing it's a nearly tasteless beer made to be just slammed down your face as as far as fast and hard as possible and um it does that that is the closest to poetry i've ever heard spoken about beer about beer put it on a t-shirt that's amazing. Slam <laughs> it oh. down your face. Slam it down your face. Abby, can we please have the second beer? Okay. Oh. I like this glass. So this is a this is clearly a whiskey glass. Uh yeah. I uh I, I raided my cabinet of all my like five ounce sample glasses mm-hmm. and I, I, I bought some. <laughs> <And This laughs> a little darker than the other one. That might just that, be my hand seeing it through the glass. That might be some De-S- that might be, um, my D glasses. That, it's that almost ah. exactly
0: the same color. It's like just slightly more yellow.
1: It's um, a little bit darker. It's a. It depends what color. Just a touch. Color. Just a touch. It depends what color the wall is you're looking at it. It's got a pint. little more nose to it. It has a slightly stronger aroma. Yeah, very good face.
0: It's like the color of olive oil.
1: I think it smells good. Um, objective, like like subjectively good. I I still can't smell anything.
0: I smell it more than my hands.
1: Tastes better. Definitely still a weedy bit. Um, maybe a little bit more rye, dare I say peach?
0: Do you dare?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it doesn't taste like peach at all.
0: (laughs) I haven't tasted it. Hold on.
1: I I mean, I I hear that with wine tasting, the number one thing you should have when you're when you're explaining wine to people is just have confidence.
0: I feel like I know exactly what this is actually.
1: I have done a blind wine tasting at the store. Oh, this is a lot more, got a lot more uh, citrusy notes to it. Uh, Even a lot more carbonation, I would say, than the first beer. It's got a better mouthfeel for sure.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. It's not so much
0: carbonation in there.
1: Yeah, like you definitely know it's there. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing I'm always worried about is what's in my mouth. (laughs)
0: It's (laughs) usually a dick. As far as
1: cheap light beers go, it's okay. I Mm. would drink this. I'm not sure. Having tasted that first one, I think I might like the first one better because it has a smaller mouthfeel. Like, because it's it's not as aware in my mouth. Like this, like every time I drink it, I'm very aware. It's like, oh, it kind of kicks me in the tongue a little bit. But see, that's why I'm such a big fan of Miller High Life. It is a cheap, lighter beer, but the bubbles feel really good.
0: So, in your opinion, do you think mouthfeel should go into the rating of a beer?
1: Mouthfeel is more important than the taste to me, is the awareness that it's in your mouth. Texture can make or break a beer regardless of how good it tastes.
0: I feel like you can say the same thing about food, too.
1: I really like these beers so far because, like, none of them are offensive to me. Like, they don't have enough personality to be offensive. I agree. I kind of stole my beer rating mantra from uh, the famous movie critic Roger Ebert. He was was not a beer raider. Uh, He rated movies, as some of you may have heard. I remember reading an article or an interview with him, and he said that, like, you know, I gave Happy Gilmore a pretty high rating, and I gave Shawshank Redemption a pretty high rating. Are they, like, remotely comparable as movies? No. Not but at they, all. But they knew what they wanted to be, and they executed that well. So you can take that philosophy, that rating audiology into anything, really. So instead of ra- trying to rate a beer, you can't take, like, Canteon and put Miller Light next to it and try to compare them, because they're two drastically different intentions. Apples to oranges. Yes. they're Yeah, they're not meant to, be, to do the exact same so thing. So when, t- when I'm rating a beer, because I don't, like... I, everything like i'm not huge into barley wines or scotch ales you know there's some stuff that doesn't fit with my palate but i i've still got to learn about it and i've got to help people who do like them so i'll try it and i'll say to myself what does this beer wants to be can you tell what it wants to be and how well does it be that okay that what it is, do what, yeah, it, what it
0: do do you have a favorite beer
1: What's your number one spot? I don't have a favorite. Now that we've just sa- now that you've said that you don't compare things objectively on top <laughs> of each other, what is the number I one I have I have a bank of favorites. All right. Because there's there's they're so different. I have a bank of debt <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'm that, that bubbles in that high life are going to town on my mm-hmm. guts right now. Um, And to be fair, just because you mentioned high life, so part of our these blind tastings, high life is not in there because we're already drinking it, right? Yes. And I've drank so much high life that I knew I'd be able to pick it out immediately. And mm. I did not want to spoil it for myself. I'm going to palate cleanse with a little bit. I of mean, high I light. did pick all the beers, but I don't drink them regularly. So, I mean, there's beers that I don't think I've ever had Bushlight, but it's in the lineup. Bush light. Bush Light, Natural Light, Miller Light, Coors Light. Bud Heavy. Nope. No Bud Heavy. It's all light okay. beers. I may have missed one or two. Michelob Ultra's in there. There's six light beers. Uh, we'll, uh, we will receive the list after this, and it shall reveal everything that I've forgotten. Great. Let's do beer number three, please, Abby. Uh, whilst you're getting those beers, I have a question for you oh, about. Favorite um, beers? I did not get to that. The favorite beer oh, list? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I interrupted your question, Morgan. Uh, God! Characters? All right. I would help if you answered the question. I don't have a favorite. I have. Yeah. Oh my god! There's there's beers that are linked to. I mean, uh, this isn't going. It's not like this is going to be put in forever as you're being recorded with everything that you say. But just just off the top of your head, what what's your if you had if you could have any beer ever that you've already had, what would be the one you want again?
0: That's a better way to put the question.
1: Okay, it's it's still a really difficult question. You get one you beer. Shut up
0: and answer it, you bitch.
1: I mean. If I had to pick one beer, like only one beer that I could drink, the beer forms are going to be infuriated no matter what. So just, just pick one. <sighs> Fuck it, Miller High Life. Miller High Life. <laughs> and... <laughs> Fuck the snobs. But on the favorites, Tilken Kesh, Rodenbach Grand Cru, uh, probably McKellar Beer Geek, breakfast, uh, the Weasel McKellar Beer Geek. Um, ah, shit. Uh, uh, if you gave me ten. Like 10 minutes, I would just rattle off great beers for 10 minutes. But We're not gonna. We have beer to smell. Excellent. Okay, number um, three. it p- oh, smells a little.
0: I just wanna put out a there stunkier. whoever, I say the two losers, whoever gets the most beers correctly guessed doesn't have to do a shot, but the other two have to. Oh, I oh, totally, man.
1: Agree. That's gonna be me and you, Morgan. He's the beer expert. We're but, fine. But
0: what if it's not? But what if it's not? <laughs> That's There's a good point. No
1: guarantee. Right, okay, we have number three in front of us. a little more golden in color. <clears throat> uh huh. And it's got more bubbles. It's got a lot more bubbles. To me, I don't have any bubbles over here, but that might be because I'm drinking out of a different glass. Yeah, the, this little Nassau Valley Vineyards uh, glass that I have here is focusing the head. See, oh differences my God, in glassware I have the here? Same mm-hmm. one. Your glassware is dissipating the head and the aroma more quickly, while this one uh, jams it right into your face. Is I that because it
0: has a flat bottom?
1: It's because it got a, It goes from narrow... Don't you talk about my ass, Morgan. I'm oh.
0: sorry, but I'm stating the facts.
1: Because <laughs> your glass goes from narrow to wide? Yeah. Well, this does. one focuses in. It's a It's a little tiny wine sample glass. I love this glass. I. These little wine glasses... The, I, the audience can't see, so you have to describe it a little bit. Uh, it, it looks like a... Tiny wine glass. Like a tiny wine glass. Tiny wine glass. Uh, I guess you could say it's like a little uh, tulip glass. Uh, yeah, it's, that's it's, a good way to put it. A little tulip glass. It, it's for wine... Oh. But I used, I like to drink the Everything biggest... Everything out of
0: it. Stop lying to yourself.
1: The heaviest... I like having you here, Morgan, you can call beers. That.
0: Anytime you, he's ever gave me a beer to taste, it's been in a tiny wine glass. Except for one time it was in that giant chalice thing.
1: I like to do them in these small little four or five ounce glasses. Uh, so you can take your time. I like it. Okay, so let's see. Uh, now, what are some things maybe we should be... Looking for as we smell it and as we taste it, can you kind of give us a guide? Um, John. malt is okay, that's kind of a broad term, um. but malt can prevent, present itself as sweetness. Maltiness and sweetness are semi synonyms, but not quite. Like, you can think of when describing beer, nice one, Morgan. <laughs> that, was, that was that was Morgan, by the way, very <laughs> womanly of her. Um, you can think of uh, sweetness as more like sugar candy sweetness. Mm-hmm. And malty is like bready sweetness. Gotcha. Um, it's, it's a grain. It's like the same stuff bread is made out of. Oh. So maybe these beers aren't the best example of what to look for because... Because <laughs> no it's al- also mild. It's, yeah, it's they, they, use, my- they use six-row malt, which is... You get more grains per stalk in six-row malt, mm-hmm. which is why all the big beer companies use them. Gotcha. They like to tout six-row malt as some sort of feature of their beer, but it's not... So let me let's give this thing a smell. What do you, what do you, impressions are you getting right now, Morgan, from this beer? It's beer number three.
0: Um,
1: I would say this one has a more full bodied taste to it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it actually, I think its aroma is its aroma is the strongest one we've had yet. Mm.
0: It's the darkest one we've had yet.
1: Yeah, it's more of a nice golden color. Mm-hmm. A nice pretty li- much straw colored to a tee.
0: I liked. The move you just did, where you put your hand around the glass mm-hmm. top. I was like, that's a great move.
1: Gotta try that, because I don't. you guys have this where it gets smaller at the top. Mine just has, like, it gets wider at the top, so I have to improvise. That's nice. I feel
0: like I have a good idea of what all of these beers are. I've actually tried all of the beers Miller, that we're having.
1: I think we're drinking Miller Lite right me now. Me too,
0: me too. This can't be Miller Lite,
1: though. You said we're not drinking Miller Lite. We're, we're not, not drinking, drinking Miller High Life. High Life. Oh, Oh, Miller, Miller Lite? Light is
0: different than Miller Highlight.
1: That's a good point. This might be Miller Light.
0: It's like the right color. Cause if oh. I have
1: to drink a light beer, I'm drinking Miller Light.
0: Uh, just just a fun tidbit. My father drinks Miller Light. My last name is Miller, and he's not light.
1: Oh shots fired.
0: Okay, he is now. He he lost oh a lot of weight. But it's the joke a- was very funny before.
1: It's gonna be a lot of burping. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm right. i feel like that'll add. I can feel the carbonation. Well, let's get beer number four in here. We gotta move this thing along a little bit. But so far, I, I really enjoy all of them, but again, it's so hard to tell because they're all just so bland, really.
0: Uh, the last two definitely have more taste than the first one, I thought.
1: That I can agree with. I see that. So it's probably like uh, the first one may be natural light. The second one could be bush light.
0: Oh my God, me and you are on the same wavelength.
1: Ah, oh, that makes sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but can I ask you, what are the different types of beer? Like...
1: Oh, my God. That's yeah. a big Hundreds.
0: Like, I mean, like, you know, like lager, pilsner, stout.
1: At the end of the day, lagers and ales. Lagers and ales. Top fermenting yeast or bottom fermenting yeast. And as usual, there's exceptions to that rule. But those, that's really the only two kinds of beer. Everything else are subcategories of those two kinds of beer. Before we get into, the, into tasting this fourth one, I have a quick question. What do you think is an overrated quality in the community of craft brewing? rarity rarity. Yes. Why do you say that? That is the hands down most overrated quality of a beer. A lot of companies exist pretty much solely because of, uh, it's hard to get their beer. Now, not to say they don't make bad uh, they don't make good beer. Like uh, if think of it like um Cantillon is a guzzery in Belgium that makes phenomenal beer but it's impossible to get a hold of. Stuff like Treehouse. Would you uh, say it's like an artificial like, almost like an artificial shortage that they create for themselves in order to keep themselves rarities. It's kind of like the De Beers thing. What? And, they, uh, like, De Beers diamonds. Like, diamonds aren't actually rare. Oh. They're just, that's an artificial... Yeah. Okay, something like that. Um. Okay, I'm not going to say they're doing it maliciously or anything like that. If I were to f- make a brewery, I think I would operate it the same way. They just kick their feet back, make a batch of great beer, and then they're going to sell it all in probably eight hours. Like, on on can release day. We did the math, and, like, Tired Hands is our local super-exclusive brewery Mm -hmm. um, from Ardmore, PA. And they sell about a quarter million dollars worth of beer in one day. Granted, that's the only release day they have, Mm -hmm. but they'll push out all that beer. Like, people just show up and line up for hours. That's the way to do it. No distribution hassles, uh, none of that. But, in turn, that makes the beer scarce. Yeah, they could expand. I have no doubt they could expand, and they're so good at brewing their beer, they could maintain that level of quality through their expansion. But they don't have to, so it's it's a double edged sword. And what do you think is an underrated quality in the world of craft brewing? Consistency across all of their beer, like having every beer in your lineup be good. So that if somebody like if there's like a tap takeover that's going on. Every beer that you try is like superb, and whatever it's yeah, it's to do. like like when I listen to music, I'm an album guy. Like it's all got to be good, or I'm not really interested in listening to it. So you have um, what's a standout brewery? Avery, Avery Brewing. I think they're from New York, of course. Avery um, Brewing.
0: You know, I knew about them. Everybody already.
1: knows <laughs> they're they're very popular. Oh, a- we a- drink
0: their beer all the time. Avery the time.
1: Brewing has they make a lot of different beer. And it's all really good representations of the styles that they're brewing. That's a good point. All right. We have n- beer number four here. I'm trying to... I realize I have a little bit of a disadvantage because I have a deviated septum, so only one of my nostrils work. So smelling the beer... Maybe that's why I can't really fucking smell anything.
0: This one doesn't have hardly any taste yeah, at all to me. Clearer. this one's way
1: clearer. Yeah. One, well, let's compare this to the first one. It's almost one. white. Or uh, I'm it's sorry, almost the clear. the same It's very similar to the first one. I might have to edit my ranking. Like, on. I... Th- yeah, I don't like this one quite a, quite a bit at all, just because it's too bland. Could no you, uh, per- it's really bland. It, this isn't great.
0: What did you think the first one was again?
1: This one is changing my mind.
0: Yeah, I think this one might be Michelob Ultra.
1: Michelob Ultra is slightly sweet. I should not be giving you guys hints. Oh. Uh, Michelob hey, Ultra. I'm trying to trick him. I'm more... trying to trick him. Yeah, I think it's yingling. I didn't buy yingling. That would make sense.
0: And that's also a different color. Yingling
1: is like red. I should have slipped a few extras in here just to throw you off. <laughs> that would have been this this is your glorious game and, you're and playing. devious.
0: Why don't you think of this in the moment? Gosh, dang it.
1: I don't know. What if it would just come out uh, purple and I'd be like, oh, I wonder which one Dave slipped in. <laughs> it's It's like the dragon fruit from Liquid Alchemy.
0: Oh, uh, I love that one though. But I would definitely be able to pick it out because, mm-hmm. you know, it's pink.
1: Okay, let's try number five. But I like that one. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I hate that one. Yeah, that one is, I think, <laughs> <Sorry>. not great.
0: <laughs> like, it didn't taste like anything. Like That's I said, literally I just I can, water. I can
1: appreciate a well-made, super light, crisp, light beer for what it is, and I don't appreciate that one. I like the smell of this next one, number five we have in our hands, and is coming in uh, my whiskey glasses. Like a glasses. whiskey glass? I love it. <laughs> you had to raid the all the glasses. glasses. It's great. Thank you.
0: You're doing dishes tonight, girl.
1: A lot of fucking dishes. I already like, I like the smell of this one a little bit more. It's a little bit more potent. Um, Almost has more of a lager smell.
0: I like this one best so far, I They're think. They're all
1: technically lagers.
0: Can you um, run down what they are possible to be? I phrased that weird, but you know what I want.
1: Yeah, like, uh, like what are our possible options? I, I just bought these like an hour ago, so I should have retained this information. Miller Lite, Bud Light, Coors Light, Big Three. Bush Light, Natural Light. I'm having a hell of a time remembering that last one. Michelob Ultra. Isn't Michelob Ultra, don't golfers really like that? Yes, that's because they, they are a sponsor of the PGA. Oh. And, uh, well, Michelob Ultra was initially developed and marketed to get more women drinking beer. Hmm. that, that explain why golfers like that it. That skinny can, mm-hmm. you know. But uh,
0: don't more men drink it now because it's advertised by Channing Tatum or somebody like that?
1: Golf. It's all golf. Channing Ta- I don't know. Um, maybe he does. I, I don't know. Or I'm maybe not-
0: it's Chris Pratt. Somebody famous that's a man advertises for this now.
1: It's getting well, endorsed heavy. But it was uh, But it was initially formulated and marketed toward women to get more women drinking beer. I really like that one. That one's really nice. It's probably Michelob Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> it, it probably is. It, it's got, I don't know, that just, that one it has more of a taste to it. So I imagine it's, it's a little it's, bit more It's expensive. a little sweeter. So. Yeah. Got a little sweetness to it. Let's get number uh Six in here, the final one. Uh, this is going to be rough. I don't think I'm going to do very well, honestly. Out of a wow. champagne glass. Very I nice. feel
0: so fancy right now. It's like not nearly as bubbly, but I feel like we could...
1: I think we've easily broken the record of glassware used on this p- program. 100%. Oh, easily. 100%. You got the
0: little one. I know. So this is one of those Mitch.
1: dogfish head ones. I like it. What do we drink out of these? Uh, the, the beer was called ball peen hamster. Hamster. Uh, it was a draw hop. I Kulsh. liked
0: it so much.
1: That's another relatively tasteless one. Yeah, this one's tough. This is really hard. It's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, these are, these are all, like, super freaking similar. I think what we have proven is that domestic beers, like these very super light beers, don't taste very much different from each other. So if you're going to go with one of the other and one of them's on sale, go for the sale, kid.
0: Go for the sale.
1: So we've all had a chance to try all six beers... Is everybody, has everybody tried all six? Do we we feel like we've established their palate enough? Yes. We we have deconstructed these light, watery beers as much as we can. Perfect. All right, Joe, uh, we're just going to go one by one. Why don't you say what you think each one is? And then at the end, we'll reveal. All right, number one, Natty, two, Coors Light, three, Miller Light, four, Bush Light, five, Michelob Ultra, and six, Bud Light. Okay, good. So you have them all written down. What do you think, Morgan?
0: Natty Light, Bush, Miller Light, Coors, Michelob Ultra, and Bud Light.
1: Fairly similar. Yeah. All right. I'm actually going to try each one again, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for another shot, because you guys were real quick.
0: I was, like, in, uh, formulating my answers while we were tasting them.
1: Number one is Bush Light. Number two, a lot more, lot more kick to it, or at least a little bit more kick to it. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, Miller Lite. I'm not writing these down, so this is just randomness. Ooh, number three, Michelob Ultra. Number four is a little bit more potent. I'm gonna say number four, fuck Coors Light. Oh goddamn, I'm stupid. Um, number five is Natty Light. <laughs> This is terrible. Did I say Bud Light yet? <laughs> no, I think so. I have no idea. What am I? What am I at so far, Abby? Well, I didn't write down the first one. Um, but I think my first one was. I think I don't think I said Bush Light yet. Okay. Yeah. If if not, I'll say number six is Bush Light. Even though this is fucking wrong. I just want to drink.
0: After we turn the cameras up, we drink them all.
1: Okay. I did say. You, did, uh, did you write mine down, Abby? Did you? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Can you please reveal the order? Did you guess all of them? Oh, uh, 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 I'll reveal the order. <laughs> Number one, Natty Light. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, Bud Light. Uh, oh, no. Number three, Miller Light. Yeah. Number four, Michelob Ultra. Damn it. Number five, Coors Light. Wow. Number six, Bush Light I, I got two of them I know I, I got, got number six
0: I got two right
1: <laughs> How many did I get right I, don't, I can't count Actually uh, You were the only one That got Bush
0: <laughs> Boom <laughs> You got one right I just <laughs> got Bush right
1: That was the only one uh, So David is the loser No you uh, Let's see You only got Miller Light right uh, No I got Bush right Oh yes yes And Bush I'm sorry So we all So we, we all tied. got Two you right did not, uh, You didn't Oh, we tied. So I guess that means we all have to drink. We all have to drink. So we I, all have to drink. I, let's I drink all these little glasses of cheap beer. All. Let's just drink all every single glass of tiny beer.
0: All right, here it goes. One. Uh. Uh. Two.
1: Oh, there's a lot in two. Right. <laughs> oh dear God.
0: Through mouth.
1: feels good. Ah, oh, Morty. <laughs>
0: gonna need you to <sighs>
1: shove up way up there morty oh way way up there morty
0: i'm super not excited for the last one.
1: Oh god all right number four. Oh my god me
0: and you are on the same ones
1: i'm getting really drunk yep that's are the you I, it
0: hasn't hit me yet but i'm sure as soon as we stop recording i'm gonna be like
1: oh morty contrary to my profession i don't get drunk a lot it's oh. really
0: cute when he does he's very cute
1: um i'd also like take this moat. Please drink responsibly.
0: As we don't.
1: As you, yep. uh, and of course, please make sure to wait until legal drinking age to drink. I know we have some younger listeners on here, uh, so please wait. You're not missing anything. Don't be like me.
0: Don't drink at 15 and destroy your brain cells and, you know, all that. Number five.
1: Oh, yeah. Actually, um, earlier earlier this week um, Aww. was my 10-year anniversary of starting to work with beer. I'm sorry so So that just happened so 10 years now when I tell people I have 10 years experience um it's real (laughs) You were just lying before. I was Mm -hmm. rounding up
0: (laughs) Hey, I feel like most people do that You know people ask me how long I've been doing what I do and I'm like five years and they always go oh Really? And I'm like yeah, I know
1: now I can say over 10 years
0: They always assume that I'm still in high school because you know I'm so youthful
1: (laughs) (laughs) When I was doing magic I was 15 years old. People asked me how long I'd been doing it. I'd said 10 years. Not because of anything. I'm just a fucking liar.
0: All right.
1: And they'd be like, wow, that's incredible. Not realizing that you'd have to be five years old to start doing magic. <sighs> yeah, but I'd imagine you're like me and you went bald immediately. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, you just looked uh, like 25 when you were 16. I did. I did. When when did, what age did you start going bald? 17. 15. Agreed. Yeah. So, uh, like, I had long hair at the time, like really long, luscious, extremely white hair. Bur- it was
0: not gorgeous, though. Yeah. Don't let straight. the word don't let the word luscious replace the word gorgeous.
1: It yeah. looked bad. And then uh, it wasn't until 22 when I finally broke down and started shaving it. Thank God. Oh yeah. Then, I, then, like, <laughs> I, I immediately started slaying poon. All the poon. Paraphrasing. Lying slightly. You mean pussy. <laughs>
0: Slaying. <laughs> That's the word we're lying
1: on. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, I went from zero to four in one year after I shaved my head, so I take that as direct correlation. All right. Okay. You're
0: still on number s-
1: five. shut up. Yeah, I'm on number five. <coughs> it's just op- a lot of liquid at once. That's the real problem. We're going so to pee much five m-
0: yeah,
1: so much later. If I didn't have to pee five minutes ago. I'm going to have to pee in five minutes. Okay, so while we're <laughs> chugging beer at uncomfortable rates, uh, I want to ask you um, some more actual questions about beer. Excellent. I'm always I've always been uh, fascinated. I've always been fascinated uh, by the marketing of small breweries as microbrewing has become more and more popular. Uh, often they sell themselves as being very homegrown and rustic and that kind of shit. Uh, even on on one hand, a lot of the advertising almost seems to be kind of like punk rock and even anti-establishment in a way and very counterculture but despite this it seems like everyone has a very fine spit and polish to it almost like it's a front uh what do you think about that do you think that these that these breweries are just kind of taking this marketing tool and running with it or do you think that there's some validity people that make beer love making beer without a doubt so they're very enthusiastic and they're very serious about their craft cuz it's it's an art form. It is art for the tongue, for mm-hmm. the taste buds. Uh mm-hmm. they're crafting something uh, not to be literal with like the whole craft beer thing, but they're they're making a form of art in which you get to enjoy with a different sensory organ. Instead of your ears or your eyes, it's, mm-hmm. it's your mouth organs.
0: Organs.
1: And so um, one letter
0: off from Morgan.
1: <laughs> I I've, I've met a lot of the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God.
0: <laughs> I'm only a little sorry.
1: All right. I'm going to reel this back in.
0: <laughs>
1: that might be the funniest thing you've ever said, Morgan. Not,
0: not close your eyes and taste
1: <laughs> Look at the advertising campaign differences between Budweiser and your favorite local Bud craft brewery. <laughs> they have bikini clad chicks on boats on a beach. Hey, I like While bikini. Your craft guy is going for something kooky, something <laughs> zany, something really creative. Uh, for their for their advertising. They have to pick really cool names for their beers. They make really, really cool... Cr- the artwork is as unique and as creative as the beer itself. <laughs> I would say even the artwork itself is almost sometimes when I'm going through the aisles of beer cans, it's I almost feel like I'm at a record store because of the oh artistic God. license that a lot of these people take where I'm like, are these punk rock records? Are They're these, artists. They are artists. I mean, it's like comic book-esque and it's, there's so much oh, effort Lord. that goes into the illustration of it. That, But I've met... Um, sorry to cut you off. I've, I've met... And talk to and have had a lot of time with people that make beer, that make the labels for the beers, um, of breweries of all sizes, like regionally, like regional larger craft breweries, like um, uh, fuck me, Evolution. We're not uh, gonna call you out if you get it wrong. Flying so Dog, know. Dogfish Head. I've met the owner of Dogfish Head. He was a phenomenal guy. He signed he's my book. He's
0: really cute too.
1: He's, he, Sam Calzone is a cool guy, if I got the last name right. Such so so a cool guy, you can't remember his I, fucking name. I, it's a confusing name. Mm-hmm. All right, so so I, is Carreri, but I figured it out. Uh, That's because I told you. <laughs> <laughs> and you've read his name. All right. Um, I like to say Sam Calzone, Sam Spaghetti Meatball. Sam oh, Lig- I was going to say. <laughs> Sam yeah, Linguini. <laughs> um, yeah, but people tend not to like it when this I... This is the Attack the Guest portion of the podcast. <laughs> All right. So I've, I've met some of those guys from bigger established craft breweries. I've met guys from craft breweries that... Yeah. It only exists within the state they started, and it's just a never-ending passion for what they do. These guys love making beer. Like, l- just last night, Morgan, you met my uh, a friend of mine who brews at Iron Hill Brewery? Yeah! Like, that guy... He
0: does the Hollow uh, Apollo or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: everything... Delicious! Everyth- it was
0: absolutely delicious. Peppery and, like, um...
1: It's a nice Belgian yeast... Like,
0: kind of citrusy at the same time.
1: Belgian yeast, color. orange peel. It's like Blue Moon, but better.
0: Way better, but it, you're right. It does taste a lot like Blue
1: Moon's different. fine. Hey, that is Morgan's heist name, and I need you to respect Blue Moon as the heist name. Ooh. You're right. It
0: is. Okay? If you had cared to listen to the end of the last podcast, you would have found that out.
1: We can listen to it in, on the drive here. Oh, no. You're already in the doghouse, son. It's too late now. God. Welcome to Welcome to be in a relationship. I have ways of getting out of the doghouse. What? <laughs> On a different vein, uh, since I do have you both here and you both are in a relationship, what do you think Oh, of the-
0: man. Are we in relationships with her? No, relationships.
1: you're both in a relationship.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry.
1: So you're both in a relationship with each other. Okay. What do you think is, now that you're both really drunk, mainly Morgan.
0: What? I'm pretty drunk.
1: What do you... <laughs> I love Morgan's drunk giggle. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah, she's cute. So.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. You sounded so disappointed.
1: Joe, I'm going to ask you. <gasps> Joe, I'm going to ask you. <laughs> I love your laugh. <laughs> uh, what do you think the key to a successful relationship is? Do you think, Joe? You basically have to be best friends that get to have sex with each other. Yo, yeah, I like that. Okay, Morgan, what do you think one of the most successful ways to have a relationship is?
0: Well, you got to be honest and have a whole bunch of sex. If not, I'm not too interested.
1: Well, I I guess there's 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 one clear similarity in our examples here. And that is sex,
0: but also being honest and super cool friends.
1: Yeah, think about your best bro, your best bro you've known forever. Aww, you're fine. You. You're fine just sitting mm-hmm. there in silence watching a movie. You're fine cracking jokes, farting. There's uh, a lot of farting. Uh, there's been polls online that say that men want. They they appreciate more shared experiences. So it's not about going on dates, it's about doing something that you and your partner can do together, like playing video games or watching movies, or you have one activity that you like to do that you sex. both do together together. <laughs> shut up, <laughs> shut up <laughs> Including but also at the same time excluding sex. Alright. <laughs> that, that was an opportunity for a pretty for what I thought was a funny joke. But lame But going beyond that Stick to beer, kid. Uh, let the jokes for the pretend comedians. Well, Morgan appreciates we like, fine I like beers. I beers. So what do you think? Uh, do you agree with that statement that guys want a shared experience more than they want the, the conversation, the exclusive conversation between their partner? I'm a sentimental uh, little pansy, and I like that part that you just said as well. But shared experiences, I guess, goes for any relationship you have, whether it is with your parents, with your friends, with your siblings, with your significant other. You want to do cool stuff with them and create good memories.
0: As everybody knows, I'm an electrician, but Joe also used to do electrical work, so it's really nice to be able to talk to him about it, and he kind of gets it. He knows what's going on.
1: I understand how demanding and difficult her job can be, which uh, just helps me be sympathetic.
0: It's really nice. Perfect.
1: May I suggest we finish off this first Omnipolo wacky beer? Absolutely, and then I'm you gonna crack the yellow belly. The yellow belly. Just checking. Okay, and then um, I'm gonna open up a second one, and let's get a quick um, uh, first impressions of the second one I'm gonna open. I'll surprise you. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I can handle another beer. I love you, but I can't right now. Oh. I appreciate your honesty, but still, cheers.
0: It's so like. The color of this beer is so dark, but it's surprising the flavors. It's it reminds like, me of
1: Charlie Murphy. It's heavy. It's sweet. I don't sweet.
0: know. What, wait, 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 wait. Anyways, so back to this. It's so dark and like rich on my tongue. You said it was supposed to taste like Butterfingers, but I do not get Butterfingers, but I do get kind of like a almost like coffeeish, chocolatey fa- uh, flavor. That's what I get from it.
1: When you roast barley, you're going to get chocolatey, coffee-ish flavors out of most of them. A lot of stouts especially the heavier ones because when you roast uh, like a little a little plant like a seed like that that's just the flavors that come off of it but uh, the fun thing about this beer it's a uh, peanut butter biscuit stout with no biscuits butter or nuts so clearly Joe you have a lot of information to contribute about the world of craft brewing and in beer in general and uh, I want to let you know that we appreciate your efforts coming on the show and explaining this to us I have learned a fuck ton. Have you learned a lot, Morgan? No. <laughs> That's because she has to deal with it every day. That's a good <laughs> point. But regardless, I am very excited to hear your series and read your series of of articles that you're gonna put on the Max Mediocrity podcast of different beer reviews, because even the editor that I sent your articles to, they love it. They think that they really enjoy the art and the, the the illustration that you can put behind beer. So I think that our audience is really, really going to enjoy the Uh, experience of that and and your own personal take on it because you're incredibly knowledgeable and i can't wait for it thank you we're gonna end out this podcast the same way that we end out every single podcast we're gonna play a little bit of a word association game are you both ready yeah yes this is me rubbing my hands together in anticipation so the way that this game works is i am going to say a word and you joe you're going to think of the first word that comes to your mind based off of my word And then Morgan is going to think of the first word that she thinks of based off of your word. And then it's going to go back to me. I'm going to think of the first word based off of the word that she says. Daisy chain. I dig it. Let's go. exactly. And then
0: we're going to do it three times. So each one of us goes first.
1: Exactly. So I'm going to go first. And then when somebody loses, and the way that somebody loses is either they cannot think of a word quick enough or they repeat a word. We've been a little generous with phrases, uh, but try to keep it uh, as close to a word as you can. Do you think you can do it? Yes. All right. And it's going to go uh, me, Joe, Morgan, back to me. Make sense? And then it's going to be my turn, and then it goes around again. Exactly. So okay. we just keep going in a circle, or in this case, a triangle, until somebody fucks up. He's so
0: smart, everyone. So smart.
1: Are you ready? Yes. Barley. Wheat. Wart. Face. Eyes. Nose. Lips. Teeth. Hair. Arms. Legs. Fingers. Feet. Toes.
0: Toenails. (laughs) (laughs) Fungus. (laughs) Mushrooms. Weed.
1: (laughs) That was a good one. I lost that first round. Joe, start us off. I know it's a lot to think. I gotta think of a... um... It's a lot of thought. <coughs> uh, literally thinking of a random word. All right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna look around. Don't look at the round. I'm not gonna look around. Up. Uh, Shirt. Pants. Shoes. Feet.
0: Socks. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> fuck! Oh, you got me. Man, David, <laughs> uh, you're doing uh, so bad. I'm not doing great. Kind of, I, I felt pressured, and it was just like, uh, and just said something. That Morgan, was fun. Stars. Kitty cats. Oh, dogs. Nice. Food. Eat. Stomach. Lining. Shirt. Oh, man. <laughs> oh! Caught him! Of all the things to get me. Well, Joe, thank you. Thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. We absolutely appreciate your time and your gracious contribution uh, of playing this game. I think that was a lot of fun, and I hope that our viewers enjoy it as well. Uh, nice. And, of course... Ladies and gentlemen, uh, of course, please, please drink responsibly. Alcohol is fun. Alcoholism is not. And of course, as always, stay woke and have a great evening.